Parker, and welcome to episode 11 of Real Shift Happens. Thank you so much for joining me once again. And let's just go ahead and jump right in like we always do. This week, our SMB discussion topic is sexual transmutation. What is that? (laughs) Well, we all know that we love sex, right? Well, sexual energy is also the driving force of nature. But how do we harness that sexual energy and, you know, use it for good? You'll want to hear all about this. But first, we'll get into our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. meditation. Sit in a comfortable position and close your eyes. For just this moment, let go of your thoughts in the outside world. Focus your attention on your heart center. Place both hands on your heart and be aware of your heart as a space. The heart center is a point of awareness where feelings enter. In its essence, the heart is pure emptiness, pervaded by peace and subtle light. This light may appear as white, gold, pale pink, or blue. But don't strain to find a light of any kind. All you need to feel is whatever is there. Resting your attention 
easily on your heart center. Breathe gently and sense your breath flowing into your heart. You may want to visualize a soft pastel light or coolness pervading the chest. Let your breath go in and out. And as it does, ask your heart what it needs to say. Don't phrase this as an order. Just have the faint intention that you want your heart to express itself. Sit and listen. Your heart will begin to release emotions, memories, wishes, fears, and as it does, you will find yourself paying attention. If you daydream, or drift off, just bring your attention back to your heart center. And we're coming back opening the eyes. And welcome back. Wasn't that relaxing? I, I truly hope that you're getting at least five minutes of silence and peace from this. If not more, maybe, maybe you've increased your time. But Once you start a regular practice, you'll absolutely feel the difference, especially if you miss a day, you'll feel that you will. So I encourage you to just start with this simple five minute meditation every day and feel the benefit in your life. And also, you know, of course, if you're doing your five minutes every day, feel free to increase increase to 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. If you're doing that already, increase to 20 minutes a day. And say you're doing 20 minutes already, why not increase that to 20 minutes twice a day? Trust me, you will see a huge, huge difference and benefit from that. So meditation, um, you know, it's a technique and it actually is something that help can help you 
in transmuting sexual energy, which is our SMB topic for the week. Yes. Well, you know, first of all, let me just say I did miss a week of posting. So I, I didn't post last week and um, kind of bummed about it. I don't just had a lot going on, started a new job and just trying to figure out how to balance my time now with this new job. But anyway, let's get into the topic. What is sexual transmutation? Well, a lot of people have heard this term or this concept from from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's a great book for anybody wanting to improve themselves. It's not all about sexual transmutation. It's actually just one chapter in the book, but it's a really powerful chapter. And really, it should be like required reading for for like ninth graders. Um, But, you know, they don't want us to win. So anyway, in the book, Napoleon Hill says this of the subject. Sex transmutation means the switching of the mind from thoughts of physical expression to thoughts of some other nature. The emotion of sex contains the secret of creative ability. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as a powerful creative force in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. So, excuse me, we can see from this passage alone, without even reading the whole chapter, that sexual energy is a very, very powerful force, and it can be transmuted into creative energy. And it's also directly connected to our life force. Meaning that um, the more you ejaculate and orgasm, the more you deplete your life force. Now, keep in mind that Think and Grow Rich was written originally in 19 or actually published in 1937. So he really was talking or, you know, gearing this book towards men. This book really was not made for women. Through my research, I've found that there are beliefs, mainly in Taoism, that a woman loses little sexual energy through orgasm, but instead we lose our sexual energy through menstruation and childbearing. It is said that 30 to 40% of energy expenditure for a woman is on menstruation. And so this can decrease your life force energy by 30 to 40%. So men, their life force is pretty much lost through the ejaculation through and through orgasm. While women, our life force is decreased through menstruation and childbearing. And so these are things that have been known in Taoism 
and other ancient religions for thousands and thousands of years. And I think that in today's time, we just don't think of sex. We just don't take it that seriously. I mean, if if we were raised in the church setting or, you know, around religious people, they may have told us early on, you know, to not have sex until we're married or even maybe even only have sex with someone you really love. Um, but you know, there was never really that deep, deep explanation and maybe people didn't know what, why they were, even. you know, it's just the church says, do this. The Bible says, do this, or, you know, whatever religion doctrine, um, said to do this. And we listened or didn't listen. And, um, we never really knew well, most people never really knew the deep, deep origins of sex because in this day and age, it's just taken so lightly and in it's used, um, you know, through media, mostly to manipulate us in such a way. So it makes me wonder, you know, the way that sex is being used through the media, especially with our kids, um, that they want us to deplete our life force, you know? So they want us to kind of become addicted to sex and addicted to these dopamine trips and um, kind of deplete ourselves. It's weird. But that's where we're living now. It's just the times we're in. But we're also in the times where information is out there. The veil has been lifted. So all of this information is out there. And the the problem with it now, though, is that it's, it's going to be hard to discern what is true and what's false because, because they know, you know, not they, I won't keep saying they, because I don't even know who they is, but when the truth is out there plain and open for anyone to see there's going to be a lot of deception around it so that you can't see the truth so um yeah it's kind of a weird time that we're in but also fascinating right (laughs) so there's also another concept out there that comes from religion mostly um, Gnosticism, or if you want to call that a religion, but it's called the Great Arcanum. And an Arcanum is basically a, a deep secret that's been hidden. And what this hidden secret basically is saying is that, you know, sex and our sexual energy is the most powerful force in nature. So, um, it goes as far in as deep as to say that, you know, the basis of most religions is sex and not in the way that, you know, orgies or some type of, uh, perversion, perversion of sex, um, sex in the way of procreating. This is how life 
you know, comes onto this earth on every level through, through animals, through us, we have sex and this is how we create life. So the great arcanum is that, that sexual energy, that, that desire can be used for, um, other things. If we harness that power, that power can be used, um, to create other things because it is a creative energy and it is the most powerful creative energy on this planet or on this realm. So, um, it's very interesting because it, it's there, it kind of is a cross section between all the religions and also, um, you know, like tantric or, or tantric sex, um, Kundalini energy. There's basically a way of describing this energy in all the major, um, beliefs, religious systems, I would say. And there's also symbology in all the major religious systems regarding the sexual nature of man and, um, the power, the power that this force actually brings. And there's actually a lot of levels to this because there's a scientific level, of course, and then there's a spiritual level that can't be proven. We all know, or we've heard that say like professional athletes will go without having sex, boxers, um, baseball players, basketball players before a major game or event uh, or fight, they will abstain from having sex because they know that that is, you know, can be draining their energy. Um, also there now, right now there's a huge, uh, no fapping community online. If you don't know what fapping is, that that's what they're calling masturbation now. And even further, there's a community of people online that are calling themselves, uh, well, they're still the no fapping community, but they also are doing the no PMO, which is no porn, no masturbation and no orgasm. And this actually does not mean that they're, they're not having sex though, which is a little caveat, but they're, they're abstaining from porn, masturbation and orgasm. So if they do have sex, they're not orgasm, orgasming at the end. And what, what these people are saying is that it's, it gives them a clear mind. The brain fogginess goes away. Um, their creativity becomes heightened and they're able to kind of get more done. Um, and I guess a lot of benefits from this, but on a spiritual level, it, it's more about your actual life force and depleting your life force. So you're actually depleting your real life span on the earth, which is crazy to me, actually, because <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I just, that part of it is what got me. Like, I feel like maybe if someone would have told me that or explained that part of it early on, like that part, maybe, maybe that would click for some of us instead of being like, oh, if you have sex, you're going to hell. What if they said, oh, if you have too much sex and you release your sperm too much, you're going to die sooner. Or, oh, if you release your sperm too much, your dick is going to break. Why, why didn't they say that? I don't know, but now we know. So as far as women are concerned, we, I guess, don't really have a choice because we're going to ministry. So there had there, you know, according to Taoism, there are other ways to kind of increase that life force energy for yourself, for men and women, um, for men specifically not having orgasm is one and not masturbating because you're releasing the sperm and the orgasm in your life energy is in your life force is in your sperm. And so, um, the more you release that, the maybe less lifespan you might have possibly, or possibly, you know, you may have more, more sexual problems later on in life, sexual dysfunctions later on in life due to early on, you know, having a lot of sex and pretty much wasting your life force energy on sex as opposed to uh, using that energy in a more creative way. So the idea is to be very conscious of who you have sex with and to not overindulge. But it also you know, for, especially for single people, but really, as we know, and as most religions teach us, the idea of sex is to be had with your married partner. So ideally, what your married partner is supposed to be also your twin flame, which we all know that that's not the case for most people. Um, in a twin flame, I would, I would compare that to what people think a soul mate is. Uh, a soul mate, you know, people think there's one soul mate, but really soul mates, you have several soul mates. We all have several soul mates. It could be your sister or your friend or someone that you know that you're really close to is not necessarily a love interest. And, you know, they're soul groups. So a a twin flame is more the description of what people think a soulmate is. And a twin flame is like that opposite, the opposite you, you know, that man or woman who is the reflection I would say I guess of you that perfect reflection of you and when the twin flames come together and have sex um, 
and they're able to hold back from the orgasm, they can create a combustibility, you know, a synergy or a spark that's more powerful than anything, you know, on earth. A beautiful example that I love is the movie Like Water for Chocolate. It's such a great film. It's a Mexican film with subtitles, which I love because I like my foreign films to not be dubbed over in English, which is ridiculous to me. But anyway, it's a Mexican film and it's the epitome of a twin flame relationship. And it's beautifully shot. I love it. I love it. That's one of my favorite movies, in fact. Um, but yeah, so the idea of sexual transmutation, from my understanding, originates from the married couple, from the twin flame couple, not just like a single person who's um, kind of not holding, you know, not having an orgasm. But of course, in today's time, it's been kind of uh, transitioned into f- something that everyone can use. And that's, I'm sure, not by mistake, because we are in the age of Aquarius, where all of you know, the information is out and open for us, right? And it's there for us to use to our um, advantage. So this information about our sexual energy and about us being able to transmute it is ancient knowledge and it's now here for us to use. It's not evil it's not from the devil. Um, it is, hmm, I don't know how to place it. I would say up there with universal law, you know, it's, it's just truth that's come out for, for, for our advantage as human beings on this earth, for our souls to evolve and grow. And that's, you know, that's why we're going through the time that we're going through. So anyway, back to sexual transmutation. Yes, we need to be able to transmute that. For me personally, okay, I had a really long bout of celibacy not too long ago for, um, well, let's see. Okay, I read Think and Grow Rich years ago, and then I reread it again last summer And I was actually in the middle, I was like two years and four months into my own sort of self-imposed bout of celibacy. It was more, actually it was more like, yeah, kind of like I was jilted into it just because of my circumstances. At the time, a couple years ago, what is this, 2019? So 2016... I was taking care of my grandfather in hospice in his home. So I definitely was not thinking about having sex because, you know, I'm 
you know, is not married. So, um, during that time, which lasted about, about a year of just the whole, well, really, yeah, about a year, I would say, um, with him passing too, included in that year, I did not, I just didn't want to have sex. And also I didn't want to deal with the fuck boy that I had been dealing with anymore. So it was kind of a easier transition to stop because I had something so important going on that I had to take care of my grandfather who was definitely in his dying bed. So at the time, I really didn't have a clue that I would end up going almost three years without sex. Yeah, that was first for me. Now, there was some fapping here and there because I I wasn't I didn't have the intention to go this long without sex. It kind of just happened. (laughs) Most people say it just happened when they have sex. Mine just happened. Me not having sex for three, three plus years. Actually, it was three years and six months that I had no sex. And then last year, I was laid off from my job and was very stressed and very horny. And I ended up having sex with the same fuckboy that I had been dealing with. And this went on for about once a month for six months. Because, you know, out of convenience, it's always easier to go back to the fuckboy. But for the last three months, I've been fuckboy free. So I'm going to keep it like that and use my time to consciously transmute my sexual energy. But how do we do that? How do we take that sexual energy and transmute it into creative energy or into something that we want for ourselves or something we want to do. For example, if there's maybe a big project coming up at work that you need to get done, you don't have the energy to do it, you can harness that sexual energy. Or perhaps there is something creative you want to do or like write a book or maybe start a business, you can use this energy, this powerful sexual energy and transfer it or channel it to other parts of your life. And actually you can transfer that energy up to other parts of your body. That sexual energy starts at the base of our bodies in the root chakra And as we all know, energy flows where our attention goes. So we can make the intention to channel this energy into something creative as opposed to releasing it through sex and orgasm. So the first thing that we have to remember in this process is that we want to be healthy and that you know, kind of goes across the board for so many things, of course, in in life, because when you're healthy, you feel good, right? And when you feel good, you have better sex. You just do. 
if you feel like shit nine times out of ten you're probably not having good sex either so we want to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves with you know the right exercise eating properly um taking care of the mind body spirit there's a quote i love that goes everyone is a house with four rooms a physical a mental an emotional and a spiritual most of us tend to live in one room most of the time but unless we go into every room every day even if only to keep it aired we are not a complete person so where are you spending most of your time which room I can honestly say for me, it's probably the mental and emotional. So we definitely have to go into all of our rooms and keep them at least aired out, right? The second thing is that we want to refrain from masturbating and porn because this creates a quick dopamine trip in your brain and it's very quick and then you may want that hit a lot so that's why people become kind of addicted to fapping and addicted to porn because the dopamine in your brain is telling you that you know it feels good and it does I guess you know but (laughs) it's definitely depleting your energy and it also sends a signal to your brain saying that, you know, you're done doing what you should be doing for the day. Like you, you're sending the signal that you're rewarding your brain to say, okay, you're, you did good today. You went out and did everything you needed to do today. And now here's a reward. When in actuality, you probably just woke up in the morning and you haven't done shit. So you, um, you know, this, it's depleting your energy. And then once you do that in the morning, you may not want to do much else for the day. So the point is, is that we want to preserve our energy. And if you're unmarried and you decide to not be celibate, you want to be very conscious of who you are having sex with. And I guess that's why this community of no PMOs, no porn, no masturbation, or orga- no orgasm, they're pretty much not saying that they're not having sex. They're just not wasting their orgasm when they do have sex. And um, they're also being very conscious of who they're having sex with. And this is for use of channeling that energy to something more creative. Maybe something they have in mind that they want to do in particular, like I said before, write a book, start a business, um, generate wealth for themselves in some creative way, because that's what that energy does. It helps you create because that's where it comes from is us creating and procreating life. So it makes sense that that's the most powerful energy that we can use on this planet to, um, you know, create, create more things. So as a, as for couples or married couples or people who are in spiritual 
you know, unions or twin flame unions, all of this, because now we, you know, know that it's not always married couples who are legally married that can all, that can be in a relationship and be twin flames. But for these couples who are both on the same level spiritually and both want to explore these things, you can use this energy, this sexual energy to reach enlightenment. And that really is the true purpose, I think, of using this sexual energy. So if you follow Taoism, or even if you just want to learn more about sex through Taoism, there's a great book by Montauk Chia called Healing Love Through the Tao, Cultivating Female Sexual Energy. There's also another one for men, you know, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy. And this book, which is crazy, I have had this book, one of those books I've had for years and read it years ago. But back then, I never really looked up the author. And recently, I've been looking up um, sexual energy and transmuting and found um, the author, Mantak Chia, on, you know, London Real and other, he's been giving a lot of interviews on Line, so you can definitely look him up. He gives so many tips on breathing and meditation and how to channel and bring up this sexual energy and how to use it. So definitely look up this book, um, Healing Love Through the Tao, and also look up Montauk Chia for tips. He has videos with tips as well. Or there's also tantric sex, which there are different types of tantric sex. So you want to make sure that you are practicing white tantra, which encourages holding back the cum or the semen and the orgasm, as opposed to other types, which encourage you to release the semen or the orgasm, which then, you know, depletes the life force energy. So that's the point is that we're trying to increase the life force energy, increase your energy. And through these practices, we can reach enlightenment. But on our way there, there's other benefits as far as just more intimacy with your partner, um, health benefits, also just um, creativity still within you that you know, is releasing. And because through these practices, most of them, you are not orgasming. So you are learning how to retain the orgasm and the semen, even for the woman, retain the orgasm. And as you do that, you can heighten the orgasm more and have a full body orgasm as opposed to um, just the normal type of orgasm that we have, if we even have it, because a lot of women don't even have orgasms. So these practices are more about retaining the life force and retaining the orgasm, really. So that's something you want to definitely research on your own and just see if that's something maybe your partner is into as well, because that's 
these are practices that you want your partner to be on the same page with you with on. They want to be willing to do it and learn. And it's a process. So there are plenty of techniques out there. If you just do a little research, um, find what's right for you and your partner, or if it's just you by yourself, if it's being celibate, that's a way, um, look that up because there's ways to channel the energy that even as us being celibate, um, to bring that creative energy out, not repressing the sexual energy, still using that energy for, as a creative force in our lives. And the more we do that, the more we benefit ourselves. And when we decide to be with someone or find that person who is kind of equally, equally yoked, then, you know, that person should be probably on the same path or be open to the same, same types of techniques and things that we can do with each other. And what should we do? We have to do the work, create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. That is the goal. And that is my time. Don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm slash realshifthappens. You can also leave a message there. Subscribe on any of your favorite platforms that you're using to listen to your podcasts. And, you know, drop us a line. Drop us a line on the Anchor FM app or on the website, Real Shift Happens Wellness Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts. But until then, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace.